Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about the six questions to transform inner turmoil in minutes. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. Our guest is known to many as America's inner peace coach, author of The Power of Inner Choice, and host of Conversations with the Masters, interviewing best-selling authors, speakers, and coaches, including Dr. Wayne Dyer, Carolyn Mace, Byron Katie, Debbie Ford, and countless others. And for over 21 years, her diverse, high-achieving clientele include business owners, entrepreneurs, moms, coaches, and even a couple of billionaires. She helps people get out of their own way and enjoy exponentially more inner peace by transforming transforming distancing stressors and achieving their goals and embodying their highest self. She offers one-on-one coaching and leads the five-day inner peace immersion retreat and has produced numerous home study audio programs, including five minutes to inner peace, secrets to profound peace and soaring success among others. She's a graduate of University of Wisconsin and Madison and both CTI and Coach University. All her formal training results and client recommendations have earned her an amazing accreditation of Master Certified Coach awarded to the top 1% of coaches. And a little personal note, she loves veggie smoothies, as do I, and yoga, as do I, and lives in Laguna Niguel, California, with her husband, John, and is a mother of seven-year-old twins. And I'm just so grateful to have with us today, Mary Allen. Mary, thank you for being here today. Oh, and Sharon, thank you so much for including me on your awesome podcast. Well, thank you. And I just, I just uh, am so excited for what you have to share with everyone here today. So Mary, you know, I always like to start with, because my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, I ask all my guests to just share with me, first of all, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? Well, I love, I love this question because it is I think what drives all of all of us spiritual entrepreneurs and and for me, it's coming back again and again and again to our inner guiding system, to that that still um, quiet, clear point kind of within us that lets us know to do next, guiding us in what we do. And I don't know how it has been for you, but I know me, I, you know, sometimes you get, we get distracted. We're not clearly tuned in to that guiding system um, as well as we'd like. And so it's just coming back to that again and again and again, and letting that really be the inner compass for our business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that is absolutely well said. And so can you share one challenge that stands out, I know just one, that yeah. you faced <laughs> that has helped you to activate more of that in you? Um, well, it all happened when I had my twins. <laughs> uh, almost, gosh, you know, coming up on eight years, not quite. Um, but really, you know, having twins. And then um, we actually spent a period of time in Israel and it just, 
like everything, it felt like, boom, bam. It's like everything, the way I had been doing my business and my life was completely interrupted. Sure. And I felt like I just like, <laughs> like wipe the slate clean. Like you got to kind of refigure out how to do your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you know, I feel like that's over these last um, seven years, I've really been getting my PhD in both inner peace, um, you know, and, and really now, you know, I did take some time off from my business. So it's like, like the coming back after <laughs> getting my PhD mm-hmm. is really probably been the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. We should come up with some new letters for, you know, sort of the PhD of inner peace, because I, I truly believe, you know, that, that, uh, that when we, when we activate really that, you know, God, spirit source, whatever you want to call is our supply, really our solution in every single problem or challenge, you know, and that is to me, I think what we're really doing here is to really remember that and to, to experience that in physical form. And so we're just provided with lots of opportunity, you know, to be able to uh, experience that, you know, as we move through life and as contrasts and as challenges and things that just seem absolutely crazy at times, you know, things that happen in our lives or in our business and, you know, that, that also just, uh, you know, really support us as uh, to be more effective as, as mentors, uh, spiritual business mentors to people. I think, you know, you have to walk through the fire, you mm-hmm. know, because I mean, unless you walk through the fire, you don't really fully activate it in yourself. So what, what, what do you think is the spiritual theme or kind of divine curriculum that that challenge um, presented you? And now that you're you know, more on the other side of it, kind of for our listeners, what you wish you knew then that you know now, but you know, I always think there's kind of like a theme that emerges. Maybe it's trust. Maybe it's that, uh, you know, that, that, that the things, you know, that you surrender to how things have been. So what, what was that kind of divine curriculum or kind of theme if is now looking back on that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I would, I would call it coming back to my power. Mm. Um, and, uh, since inner peace is, is kind of my thing, mm-hmm. um, really what all the challenges that I've been through in the last uh, seven, eight years, right? Like they just were much deeper, but I've always had this thing about, you know, being able to find inner peace in any moment. And sometimes I, I like to equate inner peace with inner power, right? So it's really finding your inner peace and power in any moment. And so as the challenges were, you know, really, really tough, it's like, wow, can you find inner peace or power in this moment? Can you find it in this moment? Ooh, how about this one? Mm, and so, how about this one? <laughs> how about this one? <laughs> no, right. really, how about this one? <laughs> yeah, well, how about, you know, we're walking in, uh, in Tel Aviv, Israel, um, and my babysitter tells me that right now there's an all-city terrorist attack, uh, a terrorist alert right now. And I'm like, all righty, can I find inner peace in this moment? Mm. All right? Right. So. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Well, and, and, and that's a, 
you know, that seems like a really high bar. I know there's, uh, you know, this, uh, it isn't like um, inner peace. Oh, here I arrived. You know, oh, I got this inner peace. You know, I would, I would expect, and you're going to go into it more, but in different situations, you know, how, because I think sometimes people can beat themselves up spiritually, that I think that's something that, you know, the ego part of us does is kind of like, oh, look, you're not even doing this inner peace thing right. You know, come on. I mean, you know, this is, so talk to us more about, how inner peace became a focus in your coaching business. Yeah. Well, first off, and I just have to say, I so relate to what you just said, because Mm -hmm. as somebody who teaches inner peace, Mm -hmm. nobody has beat themselves up more for not being at peace. It's like, who am I to be teaching it? If I'm not feeling it right now. And you know, but we all go through it. Um, But um, how I came <laughs> is kind of a backwards way. It came by first sort of being in resistance to inner peace. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend of mine who uh, was all focused. There was a book and it was uh, one of the lessons was about making inner peace your number one goal. And I literally was thinking to myself, inner peace, inner shmish. I thought mm-hmm. that is boring for my this type A girl. Um, I like to get things done and move. It's like slowing down and peace. It's like, that just seems so boring to me in the moment. And then I found myself in back-to-back breakups. I was moved into a new place. Uh, financially, I was, I was struggling. And all of a sudden, I'm like, no, give me some of that inner peace. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And like, that literally was like the turning point when I'm like, okay, like I want that. And it, it started a quest of really, you know, how do we find that authentic peace? And it was a few years later, um, being in a, then another really challenging relationship when I had this really profound awakening in the middle of an argument with this human being. Mm-hmm. And it's like, funny, finally, like all the, all the pieces lined up. And in the midst of this very heated argument, I was just so clear and grounded and could just, you know, it just, all I can say is like just an unwavering sense of peace in an unusual moment. Um, and after that, it was I'm like, okay, like, like, how do we keep that alive? Mm. Wow. I just want people to kind of soak that in because I can feel a lot of the energy between your words. I just want people to kind of get that because there's, there's so much, uh, especially, you know, in this time, you know, where everything's upside down. I mean, within a, you know, within a, a, a few weeks, it seemed, you know, just our whole world in every way, shape and form turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And just really uh, allowing ourselves to navigate that and to you know find peace even in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of unknownness. I mean, that's really the the the, the absolute litmus test. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's really great. Like you can, and I always say to people, you know, it's great. You can be so spiritually grounded and so spiritual aligned when everything's going great. Yeah. Right. It's right. really easy. You know, oh boy, do I feel aligned with you? Well, yeah, everything's going great, but just let some kind of trauma or crisis or something, you know, blow into your experience. And that will really put you into that place where, you know, they always say that, you know, diamonds are are created in the fire. And that has absolutely been my experience that the things that come out 
of those experiences as we're going through them. I mean, we don't want to go through them. I mean, I, I haven't, uh, but at a sort, you know, right? Like a human. No, nobody wants to sign up. Yeah, as a human being, I don't want to go through any of that, you know. But but at a soul level, you know, my soul really has got the plan and knows that hey, this is really an opportunity for you to grow in ways beyond anything you could have ever imagined. So you know, whenever I'm going through things, I always say, you know, well, hey, you know, blame my soul. That's that's my soul. I would I didn't sign up for any of these classes. I wouldn't have signed up for a lot of these, but you know, I'm in it. So how are we going to move through this? Because that's the key thing, because you're in it, you're in whatever it is, and then it's how you're going to move through it. So what's right. the single b- biggest factor that contributes to stress and frustration, depression that most people are really unaware of? Because that's a really, I think it's a really poignant question right now in these times, these uncertain times. Whoever, who, somebody should have trademarked that, whoever said that, because I, I keep looking for the TM. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So I I have to go back and just point to what you were just saying real quickly about how, like when you're in the midst of it all, like I can hear your underlying belief that there's a gift Mm -hmm. in that kind of challenge of what you're going through. And I think that's honestly going to be one of our keys to moving through it is like recognizing that it is here for your soul's transformation and for your greatest good. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to you know, believe that right. in the middle of it, of course, right. but if you can of course. take that footnote, but yeah, so it's okay. Like <laughs> what's the thing that gets, that really sabotages our peace. And it really is one single word, which is resistance. And when we are pushing again, mentally, emotionally against whatever is going on in our world, right? That's really where the stress comes from, right? We can have, we can have a situation that, you know, like walking in Tel Aviv, Israel during an all uh, city terrorist alert, right? I could be resisting the vision of machine guns breaking out and war happening right here, right then, right? Um, Which is all in my mind, or like I can just be like no resistance, like walking on a beautiful you know, beautiful day in Tel Aviv with blue skies and feeling the fresh air, right? No resistance. So this is this resistance can show up lots of different forms, lots of different ways. It comes in all kinds of disguises, you know, worry, resisting a future that may or may not happen, right? Um, self-doubt when we're resisting kind of the best parts of our, ourselves, our, our, our strengths, um, our belief in ourselves, right? So self-doubt can be a form of resistance, um, regret, resisting the past, right? And, and even to look at control, especially in, in our recent times, like resisting uncertainty, right? When we can't control things, there is this like subtle form of resistance, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this is what gets us trip, tripped up. Yeah, I just want people to kind of sit with that because it's so true. I mean, when you're in the midst of something, and and I always say, look, I, I know. I think Louise Louise Hay said it, and I have it on my desk here, something somewhere, because I I know it by heart, but it's on my desk. You know, out of this situation, only good will come. It's easily resolved for the highest good of all concerned. All is well, and I am safe. Everybody loves Louise Hay, right? But mm. that that one quote by Louise Hay that is my mantra. 
You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what's you know what's going to happen. I'm not I'm not discounting the fact that there's there's energy where I'm you know I'm feeling concern is appropriate to the experience. But to hold that space that you know out of this situation somehow some way it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Good will come out of this. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's something so powerful that vibrationally shifts. You know, and and while we're in the midst of something like that, um, and and that has been a mantra of mine ever since I first was introduced to Louise Hay, and you know, you can heal your life. Her book, you know, um, twenty years ago, it was really one of my the first books. It was really one of the first spiritual books. I mean, I wasn't a spiritual person at all, but it was Louise Hay's "You Can Heal Your Life." And there wasn't anything. I wasn't in a health crisis. I was in some emotional crisis. But I mean, I was introduced to Louise Hay and and just her whole story and everything. And, you know, of everything, that has been one thing that has just stayed with me. And it is a mantra. I have it on my desk and it's, it's, uh, it's something that just really hold. And it, 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 there's some kind of shift that happens, you know, e- so even when you're in the midst of something, you're going to go through experiences, but when you hold on, you know, you can go through an experience and you can be worried about what if this, what if that, what if this, and that's a natural thing. But if you mm-hmm. can, if you can make this shift as you're talking about to, even though, you know, I'm in this, I'm really, I'm really trusting and I'm really putting my faith and trust that somehow good will come out of this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't, we don't ever even really know like you, do, you, you can be in situations and think, I don't see how good ever came out of that. I don't see it, right. but I know that somewhere, you know, somehow it has. And I always, you know, say to my family and people that know me, I always say, I've got this little journal. And I say, you know, when I cross over, I'm going to ask some of these questions that didn't get answered here. Mm-hmm. What, what was the, what was the good that came out of this situation? Right. You know, right, right, right. Right. Because, because, and, and I just say it's, it's, it's just, um, and that's my way of sort of saying, okay, I'm just, I, I'm going to get this, these answers in an, in another experience, another dimensional reality. But right now I got to let go uh, that I just don't have the answer to that. And I don't see the good that came out of it. Or I don't see the good, but I'm trusting that there is. And I'm just not aware of it. You know, well, so, it may, right? and, it may, and it may even be just the good is to prove that you could handle it. That you could sure, handle. sure. That might be the, you know, that might be the, the awareness that comes to me, you know, when I'm in the midst of something else where I say, oh, wait a minute, now I get that. That really prepared <laughs> me for this. Oh, right. light bulb moment, you know. Right. Um, so what's the simplest path to enlightenment and freedom and fulfillment that most people ignore? you know, so simple and we're all aware of it. And it's simply the present moment. Mm-hmm. It's like when we just come here into the, the here and the now mm-hmm. and just get absorbed in just this moment in time, you know, everything else can fall away, right? If we're just getting present, watching a sunset or holding um, a baby in our arms or, as we're lying there in a yoga asana at the end of a practice, right? It's like when we are just present, like this is that, um, it's the gateway right here in the now. It's so simple. Because mm-hmm. right here in the now, all is well. Like mm-hmm. right here, no matter what, and, and, the, and the opening for possibilities is present in the now of how I'm experiencing the now. Yeah. You know? and, that, 
and then there's a new now and a new now. New now and, exactly. And things are always shifting and changing. Always so even shifting. Though, right. So, you know, as um, <laughs> we've been through these interesting um, pandemic times of recent and, you know, who knows how ongoing this is going to be. Um, you know, it's like things are changing on an even daily moment to moment basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, what are the six simple questions people can ask to transform overwhelm, frustration, or turmoil in minutes? Because that's the thing I, I really want people to zero in on here. You've laid such a great foundation. Now share with us those simple questions so people can start to get a better sense of how to be able to navigate, you know, not just these times, but every experience, you know, where we're in, in everyone's life, everyone's life has some pandemic energies in it, right? When you think about it, (laughs) every person's life, no matter what, even before this uh, great pandemic, we had our own pandemics in the midst of our lives and all those things. And so while this is, I think, compounded in some ways, because now we're seeing things in a more global way. uh, And, and you know, I, I always take a lot of comfort in the fact that, you know, this is really the first time that a whole planet has been immersed and focused on on a solution. And yes. there's got to be amazing things that are happening that we don't even know about because of that, because of that focus and that we're all, you know, together focused in that way. We may have different ideas about how to get there and whatever, but the bottom line is everyone has the same desire ultimately, right? We all want to be safe and healthy. We, we all want that for ourselves and, and really ultimately as human beings for everyone. We may have different ideas about how we get to that place. But but to have a whole world focused, just absolutely amazing what must be happening behind the scenes energetically that we don't really have knowledge of and can right. just sort of feel and sense in the, you know, in the collective. So yeah. tell us more about those six simple questions. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll tell you that these, first off, these questions sort of arose out of those most challenging and difficult moments when I just, you know, <laughs> could not get myself back. And I like to think of like the time to use these questions is when we're in what I would call an emotional traffic jam wow. with all the simple tools of gratitude or just getting present or breathing. Like a lot of the, the go-to strategies were just like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm just like, right. <laughs> right? So, um, and, and I always like to say, and as we're going through these these questions, I'd love to invite all of your listeners right now to think of a situation in your life right now where maybe it does feel like emotional turmoil, mm-hmm. or if because you are in Sharon's company so often and you just, hey, you're feeling good, you're great, like pick a situation where you just want some fresh momentum because mm-hmm. um, it'll it'll work well on just adding fresh momentum. You don't have to be in, in inner turmoil mm-hmm. to benefit from these questions, but it's super helpful as we're going through it to, to apply these to a real situation in your life um, and write down your answers. That's the other key part, because as we see, you know, part of the problem is the mind. And when we write down our answers, we slow things down and we're much able to get much better able to get objective um, in, you know, in our situation. Mm-hmm. So the first question um, really deals with that, um, 
most important relationship that affects inner peace, which is reality. And the question is, what is the reality of the situation? Okay. What's the reality of the situation? And what I mean by that is we want to just look so objectively about kind of just naming what is so, right? It's, you know, I'm feeling hungry, I'm tired. There's, you know, 2000 emails in my inbox. I have six projects that I want to get done by next Tuesday. And there's only five days between now and then, right? Or, right. Um, you know, the reality of it could be what your bank account looks like. Um, but we want to just start to name as objectively as we can what's going on in reality. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move to the second question, which is what am I resisting? So we talked a little bit more about resistance before. We know for sure that there's some resistance if we are, are, are not feeling in alignment, if we're not feeling peaceful, we know there's resistance. So we got to get super curious and like, okay, so what am I resisting right now? Am I resisting making a tough choice? Am I resisting uncertainty or imperfection? Um, am I resisting feelings? Maybe certain feelings are rising. I don't like feeling angry or upset or overwhelmed or stressed. Maybe we're even just resisting the feelings. Um, Are we resisting maybe the potential of being rejected or being alone? Are we resisting self-care in this moment? Are we resisting clutter? Mm -hmm. Right? We can be, yeah, just super curious about, okay, in this moment, what am I resisting? All right. So then... um, we can move on to the next question, which is, so what if I continue resisting? And I always like to say about this question that um, um, sometimes I refer to these six questions as the six annoying questions. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, well, usually when we're in it, we're not really wanting to, um, well, we're wanting to get out of it, but we're usually not wanting to sit down and get all conscious in the moment or like in the fight of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And this one, this question is the most annoying of the, of the six questions when you're in it, because it's going to confront you and say, well, what if I continue resisting? So if I'm in, you know, let's take kind of a peak, uh, you know, COVID-19 day. Right. And I'm like totally resisting. Like I don't want to be in lockdown. I don't, you know, I'm, I, just hating seeing uh, what's going on with the the system and you know the that people are dying and people are suffering. You know, if I'm like really resisting, you know, we have to ask ourselves, well, what happens if we continue resisting? What's it costing us? And here, any time that we're in resistance, we can know for sure that it's negatively impacting our health. Where when we're in resistance, whether it's just it's overwhelm or frustration about not being where we want to be with our business or, you know, feeling stuck about making some decisions or choices in our business. Anytime we're like in the muck of it, right? Um, we're in the stress of it. We're in reaction to the news or um, something our, um, our kids did or our spouse did. We are impacting our health negatively. And even five minutes of intense stress can lower our immune system for the next six hours. Mm, that's good to know. Right? So it's like, and, and I bring this up, it's kind of like, you know, I, 
I hate to do this because I'm about inner peace, but it's like, we kind of have to rub our nose into the pain of that we're in so we can have leverage to make that shift and say, you know what? I've been in the muck. Like I'm feeling the stress. Like I want some relief, right? And it's aging us. It's making us cranky with our spouses. It doesn't make me talk as nice and have as much patience with my kids when I'm in it. Um, or, you know, it feels yucky, right? So there's a lot of reasons we want to shift out of it. So if we just take that moment, it's like, okay, what is it going to cost if I keep resisting, right? So that'll bring us to question number four, which feels a whole lot better. You will love this one, Sharon. Mm -hmm. What can I appreciate about the situation? Right, kind of circles back to what you were saying in the beginning. What is the good in this? Right, I know there's got to be some good, um, but what can I get about the situation exactly as it is? Right, so in these stay at home times, you know, what can I appreciate? You know, really, I have had the chance to spend so much quality time with my with my twins mm-hmm. um, to know that. I can be home with them for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in a row and still manage to progress in my business, mm-hmm. right? Who knew that could happen? Um, what can I appreciate? Oh, we're, there's so many people on the front lines that have been of service and science has been working hard to find solutions, Right we can almost always find the appreciation that's an opportunity to grow, to learn, to maybe if like we can get through whatever difficult moment you're in the midst of now, if you can get through it, maybe you can help a client or a friend or a family member get through something similar in the future, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. That's one I often go back to. Mm -hmm. So what can I appreciate about the situation? And this, of course, pops our energy up a little more hybrid vibration. So we can answer the fifth question, which is, what are my options? So given the situation exactly as it is, you know, all the circumstances, what are my options? And here we want to just brainstorm as many things as we can, the ludicrous, the practical. Um, I always like to say options are neutral. Right. We can. And always I like to say one option is always to do nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. We can just sit and wait. Um, Sometimes if we don't have clarity, that's actually a good one. It's like, I don't know what to do next. Okay, well, sit, wait long enough. And divine inspiration will will come tap on your shoulder if you just, you know, wait long enough. Um, Another option is always to keep resisting, which is the not so feel good option, but always an option. Right. Mm -hmm. So we just want to break here. You know, do you reach out for support? Um, do you need to lean on one of your mentors, right? Is there something you need to say no to? Is there just one step that you can take to further yourself in your business? Do you need to create a new system? Share a quick story. Um, one of the times that I ran myself through um, Inner Peace Reality Check was one of those, I just gotten done moving. I was in the middle of five city tour. Um, just, there were so many emails in my inbox. I had a ton of projects that I wanted to get done by Monday, you know, like filling, you know, filling people for the next event. Um, and it was in that moment that 
I reached out to actually one of our mutual friends, Eva Gregory. And I'm like, okay, how do you handle email? How do you handle email? And this is when I really created a great system of, uh, with filters and rules and different folders to sort a lot of emails in. So I wasn't having to sort through as much and literally was a game changer. Like that moment of overwhelm, when I found an option, hey, you know what? I'm going to get some support. I'm going to create a new system. Game changer. Mm-hmm. So that's question number five. What are my options? And then we go to question number six, which is, now it's not good enough to have just a bunch of options. We got to pick something, right? <laughs> Sharon and I are coaches. Mm-hmm. So Question number six is, what will I consciously choose? Mm -hmm. Take something on your list, just lean into one of them and say, okay, what is it? Um, You know, am I just going to pick up the phone and make one phone call? You know, am I just so exhausted? I just need to take a a 10 minute uh, power nap or, you know, stop and drop, meditate for a minute, right? Or you know, whatever the next step is, do I just need to do something for my self-care? So I know we went through that super duper fast. Um, do I, Sharon, you want to, you want me to just do a real quick recap of the six sure. questions here? Yeah, I think that sounds great. Okay. So question number one, what's the reality of the situation? Number two, what am I resisting? Getting super, super curious, no judgment here. Question number three, what if I continue resisting? And I'll also say on this one, it's helpful to just kind of feel into the pain of it a little bit because it's, you know, what we feel, we can heal. So question three, what if I continue resisting? Question number four, what can I appreciate about the situation? Just as it is. Question five, what are my options? And question six, what will I consciously choose? And I hope everybody has been running through this and has got that, you know, one thing that they can do kind of moving forward to create fresh momentum mm-hmm. or to allow yourself to relax back into that place of peace, that place of power. Um, so that, you know, of course, as we're tapped into that place of peace, like this is really where our you know, our, our guiding system connects to us. Mm-hmm. In that so when is the best time to apply this? I love how you called it the inner peace reality check. And then I know you have uh, something to, to offer folks here to be able to dig in and apply this more. So share a little bit about what's the best time to apply it, this uh, inner peace reality check, and then share with us more about what, you, what you're going to provide for folks so that they can really be applying this. Absolutely. So best time to apply it is when you are feeling in what I refer to as an emotional traffic jam, right? You're, you're filling in the muck. Right. Like, like nothing in your toolbox, nothing in your bag of tricks is working. Exactly. Right? Working. And this is where it's like, I also want to say in this moment, it's going to be the hardest to pull and remember to use these questions. So remember that our sense of willingness is a high vibration state. Just being willing to pull out the questions. I don't care. You can be cussing me in the moment saying, well, I'll try those silly questions. Mm-hmm. Just get it. I can't tell you how many people have like, you know what? I really did. I sat down. I ran myself through the questions and 
it just, it opened things up for me, right? Anytime you just need some fresh momentum, you're just, you know, you feel like you're spiraling or, or spinning. Just remember these questions, just make yourself a commitment that the next time you're feeling stuck in the muck, pull these questions out, get your pad of paper and just guide yourself through the questions. I mean, it really is a a brain um, experience too, because, you know, you're activating a different part of your brain. You're also opening up in these questions, you know, to higher guidance. I mean, because if you really think about it, who are you asking the questions of? You know, if, if, if my sense is, is if you're asking and, and, you know, and I would just encourage people to kind of amp it up and, and ask for your inner guidance as you're going through these questions, ask your inner guidance to join you and support you in being able to access the information yes. you know, because then you're not doing it by yourself. You're so amped up because you're not, when, as soon as you do this, to me, this inner peace reality check is like when the, the when you say, you know, there's gotta be a better way. Right. You know, um, in Course in Miracles, so many things, you know, we're born out of someone saying, there's got to be a better way. I think something just like some code gets activated and that's where inner guidance says, oh, okay, well, you asked. Yeah, you, know, you yep. had to ask in a certain way, but you <laughs> asked. Uh, yeah. And, and so here, now you can get the download. But yeah. I mean, you know, and I've seen that so many times in my own life when I just stop and say, you know, this has got to be a better way. And you know what? I don't have all the answers. So I'm just inviting higher guidance to help me access, you know, the, the these answers within me. So to me, when you're going through this, I mean, you really supported because it is like it, it is turning the switch. You're, right. you're turning off the head that's constantly all this, you know, all the going down the what if negative road, getting on the what if negative train, you know, getting that uh, that uh, uh, negative energy roll going, which then just attracts another negative thought and another, and then it spirals and you're spiraling, you know, and then you know you just you just have to go to bed or something, you know, because you just have reached <laughs> that point. But this is a shift. This is a. I feel these questions are a vibrational shift. They right. provide well, I- the opening. Yeah. Exactly. And it, and it's taken us from the thinking mind mm-hmm. to that, that awareness, the observer mind. Yes. You know, all of these questions are designed for us to get into and look at this from a higher awareness, mm-hmm. which is like this place of awareness is our inner peace headquarters. It's mm-hmm. the same place where we access divine guidance. This is where peace resides in this in this place of awareness, that's the present moment is awareness, Mm -hmm. right? And so if we can flip kind of out of our mind and just like take that higher perspective of awareness, and that's why writing it down is helpful. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's like, what is she believing right now? Well, she's believing that, you know, you know, she's thinking that she's going to fail or, you know, that the world is going to end, you know, and, you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, and the mind does things like this. So we have to have compassion for ourselves, mm-hmm. but the more powerfully we connect with this place of awareness, which is the same as our inner guidance, like this is where we rise above it and, 
you know, can, can stay on our spiritual path. Absolutely. Well, this is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing so much here today. And I know you, uh, I always ask all my guests to bring something. So I know you brought a nice, a nice goodie for folks. So why don't you share uh, your, your gift that you brought and how they can get that. And, and really, this is going to take people to the next level in applying this, right? Absolutely. So um, invite everybody to go to lifecoachmary.com forward slash, forward slash love, L-O-V-E dot H-T-M-L. And on the page, I've made um, a PDF of these six questions, including um, a worksheet, a blank worksheet, so that you can, you know, just write it right in there. Um, If that handy, you can just print that thing out and have a bunch of them hanging around. (laughs) Exactly. And there's some additional follow-up questions that go with each of the questions. So especially if you're feeling really stuck in the muck, you can ask each of the follow-up questions that are under the six main questions that we went through. Mm -hmm. And then I've also included um, both a a PDF of an ebook, and it's also on audio. It's five keys to inner peace now. And these are five core, core things to help increase inner peace in your life. And it's like, these are the five things to just kind of keep coming back and nurturing again and again and again. And so those are all there for you. You can, if you'd like to listen on audio, it's audio and, and it's also in an ebook version as well. So, um, all of that is free just, um, and I know there's a link that Sharon, make it super easy to find. Yeah, we are. They'll be on the episode page. And, you know, Mary, I always like to, we've created such powerful focus and intention here today. So I always like to just take a moment and really just uh, honor that, that energy that's been created and really just to send that energy out to everyone everywhere to be able to activate more inner peace. Uh, all of what we're really, when you think about it, what do we want? What what is the what what do we want anything for? You know, the essence of everything is about to feel peace. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, why do you want more money? Oh, to feel peace. Why do you want better help? Oh, to feel peace. I mean, really, well, the essence is of all of that. It's that's the essence of everything. So to hold the intention and the vision as we send this energy out for everyone to activate inner peace. Because can you imagine a world where that is our focus, where we're guided in all ways by will this will this support peace? Will this support inner peace? Then we'll make decisions differently. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll be a a collective of uh, a collective humanity that acts in a way that's guided in those principles. So we just really want to hold that vision right now, all of us listening, just to hold that vision of a world where we are guided by that, you know, that's our, our directive, inner peace, and to just really feel that energy being activated in everyone everywhere. And to know that it comes back, whatever we we give out comes back to us. And so it's coming back to us. It's washing over us in our lives. It's supporting all of us to, to live lives of love and joy and peace and prosperity that are all really inner peace. I mean, really, that is just the guiding component of it. And Mary, is there anything you want to share in closing with, uh, with our folks here today? You know, I think really just to further cement this, maybe a new idea that you really truly can find inner peace in any moment that it's you know it's a decision there's a shift uh, just a willingness and an opportunity for each of us to just keep coming back to that place of peace that place of power um it is so possible when we just just you know when we just keep going for it um 
And yeah, so I just, I want to just inspire people to experience that as truth for themselves, that really inner peace is accessible in any moment that we choose to claim it. Absolutely. And I'm just so grateful for you being here. We'd love to have you back. We'll we'll have you back um, sometime in the future and talk some more. There's so much that we could unpack here. This was just so rich and so beautiful. And I so appreciate you. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sharon. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. And everybody, we're just holding the vision and seeing you living lives of love and joy and peace and prosperity always and always. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. You hate selling, yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com slash masterclass.